Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 72. In this week's Minute, we grab some drinks at a tiki bar, inject ourselves with seawater, and admit our true selves. Get ready to set sail on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 72. Welcome back to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 72. 72. First thing we see are the tiki mug glasses on a tray. Yes. Tiki mugs came to the United States in the 1950s. They were mentioned in Trader Vic's 1947 Bartender's Guide. We do see Paps in the foreground. He's got his little stubby cigar. He has a lay on as well as the server. That's L-E-I lay. So lays are given for a variety of reasons, including peace, love, honor, or friendship. Hmm. I'm wondering how Paps wound up with a lay and none of the other gentlemen did. Paps, in this minute, lost his hunch, seems happier, cleaner, just overall more delightful. Well, as we know, it's the first day of shooting, and likely James Gammon hasn't descended into the depths of his alcoholism yet, and so is a more functional human and actor (laughs) at this point. I think you're absolutely correct on that, you know, because Chris Elliott does mention in the commentary that being that this was the first day of shooting, they all seem to have their characters down pretty well. And I would say that that's more or less true, except for Paps. Paps, like you said, is very different in this scene. All right, so then we see Nathaniel walking toward the boys from some back area, and he's holding this army duffel bag. Yeah. What's up with that? Where'd he get this duffel bag? No it's idea. Kenny's. Kenny's. It's Kenny's army duffel bag. He's got a whole new wardrobe of cabin boy garb and whatever else he's picked up along the way. Maybe some seashells or memorabilia. And he's, and he's got it all packed up in one of Kenny's old bags. I mean, perhaps. All the guys seem showered. Yes? Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. seem cleaned up. Right. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel... I mean, he was looking good before this and during the Mulligan fight. He seems to still be wearing the same clothes. Like, when is this? They came into Hawaii. Is this like day two at Hawaii? Where did these guys shower? Did they stay in a hotel the night before? Did they just get to a hotel? And what has Nathaniel been doing in the meantime? Please. He's been cleaning up the boat. He's the cabin boy. He's finishing up his job. Mm. He was out. They they probably went. They said, we're going into town. You've got to finish up your job, clean up the boat, get ready to go, get this thing set sail, and we're going to go into town, get a nice room. I'm not saying that's incorrect. Okay. But am I to believe that he just saved their lives, they danced for him and that whole thing, and when they were done dancing... They said, here's your fucking mop. Clean up the deck. We'll see I, you later. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like 
you got a job to do. Like, that's your job. You know, I, just because you saved our lives doesn't mean like I'm going to do your fucking job for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to do it. Paps ain't going to do it. They honored him with the dance and then they put him back to work. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. And it's it, it, at this point, uh, I think I think Scott nailed it. I wonder if uh, maybe Nathaniel was nice enough to get them hotel rooms. Well, right. That's the other thing. And how would he arrange that? Did he go out? I mean, he didn't make a phone call. Well, maybe they do have that phone on the boat that we that we spoke of. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a there's a there's got to be a payphone at the dock or the yeah. radios. There's some sort of radio communication on that boat, correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Number of ways. All right. So he he made the arrangements for the boys. They're going to be coming in. No, oh, say uh, 11:30. We just killed the giant. Please set them up with some uh, some rooms that are available now. Thank you, Daddy. I think I think that perfectly encapsulates it. So what's our cabin boy explanation of the change in Paps? He's recovered from his concussion. That quickly? It's been days. Three days. Okay. Maybe he received some medical attention. Well, they look better. Big Teddy, Cappy, and Skunk. Well, Skunk kind of looks the same, but <laughs> they all look more cleaned up. But Paps is just like a complete overhaul of his yeah. uh, character. Yeah, no, I think it's the, you know, it was a few days to get from Hell's Bucket to Hawaii. It's time for him to, like, rest and recover from the concussion. And then once they get there, like Scott said, maybe he got some medical attention. And, uh, you know, he's, he's had a chance to clean up himself. And so he's he's a new man. All right. So did, did anyone else catch the first line of this scene? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just have it in closed captioning. I didn't actually hear it. Oh, it's it. on closed captioning. See, it's not in the Kino Lorber. Uh-huh. No, I didn't get. When when is that? I missed that. As he's walk, as Nathaniel is walking right up to the table, Big Teddy says, "Nothing wrong with that." Is that like he, like it was part of a conversation that they were having. No, and, no, no. He's checking out the server, the Hawaiian girl. <laughs> <laughs> walking by him. He's checking her out. He's like, nothing wrong with that. I missed that completely. Yeah, yeah, I, I, now I'm going to go back and watch. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. Certainty. There it is. There it yeah. is. <laughs> Such a big Teddy line. Certainly never noticed that before. Oh, it's fantastic. Can I, uh, is it okay if I, I make an update to my GPM rating now? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got to add that in. Wow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so Nathaniel approaches, starts to awkwardly start the conversation. Well, uh, I guess I got everything. And then Big Teddy? What's wrong, Pally? This ain't no time to drag your ass. You got it made now. Paps jumps in. I guess you'll be eating off of silver slippers from here on out, hmm? So Paps here is taking an interesting turn on the silver spoon concept. It, It really never occurred to me over the, you know, dozens of times I've seen this line that this actually makes no sense. Right. It doesn't. And I will interject here that the screenplay says silver platters, which makes a little more sense. Mm. I wonder silver why pl- the change. Perhaps riffing. James Cabot ad living. <laughs> First day. <laughs> Bringing it. See, he must have done that. And then afterwards, Adam, like, ripped into him. It's like, what are you doing? You're changing the script on me? We can't do this. And then that's why he started drinking. 
So we get from Skunk. That's right. No more fish sticks and chocolate milk for our cabin boy. Everybody laughs. Skunk's being positive and loving in his own odd way. So we get Nathaniel. Fellas, I was just thinking. I'm sure my daddy would give you all jobs at the hotel. Get a hoot from Big Teddy, and everybody laughs in response to this uh, suggestion. And uh, Cappy quickly shuts it down. Come on, squirt. We're just a bunch of old, broken-down fishermen. All we know how to do is fish. And And stink. stink. Says Nathaniel. Skunk interjects a little right. (laughs) (laughs) Nathaniel continues, but the sea is part of me now, too. It, It courses through my veins and through my organs and through my bladder. Get like an off-putting shot of uh, Big Teddy in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I guess that's an accurate statement, right? I mean, he drank seawater. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> so Cappy replies, Now don't be silly, champ. Your place is here with your pop. You know that. You're a fancy lad, and you ought to be proud of it. Great delivery. Just does a fine job with that line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Made me proud to be a fancy lad. I'm, I'm going to continue my theme of being conflicted about Cappy. I was, <laughs> I was watching the. I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm listening to it. I'm like, is he telling? Is he, is he sincere here? I don't know. Do you guys think? Uh, think any of the crew? I know they all laughed at the uh, hotel job statement from Nathaniel. Do you think any of them have second thoughts about that? Unlikely. I don't. I don't see them as like mm, dreamers, if you will, or you know anybody that really. I mean, at this point in their life, too, I don't think they're looking for a career change or anything. You know, I, I think it. Uh, the answer to that question lies in what we spoke about. You know, somewhere around the S.E. May song, where uh, you know this kind of clarity of life. Mm. Uh, eat fish, drink. How did that go again? Catch fish, sell fish, get drunk, get laid. Right. Uh, we're we're hearkening back to this uh, S.E. May scene in uh, in a lot of ways. Is that like the maybe that's the true nexus of the film? Could, could we call it the emotional apex, the emotional Ooh. center, the gooey center, the dantien of the film? I mean, it's almost exactly in the middle of the movie. Mm. Minute forty-two is uh no minute forty-one is S.E. May. And minute 42 is the honey from the lips of an angel and uh, tell me about the sea. And as we know, that's the meaning of life, 42. So this mm-hmm. all makes sense. It all comes together yet again. Yeah, continually throughout the movie. Uh, just for the fun of it, I guess. Uh, you're the hiring manager at the hotel. <laughs> no one can have a duplicate job. You can't have the same job. So what do you place each one of these people <laughs> that you just met today as big teddies doing security skunk i feel like it could be a good hostess <laughs> cappy can he could do tours mm. front desk maybe maybe yeah uh, paps is a he, he does um grounds crew <laughs> yeah <I can laughs> see that. sitting taking off his hat a bunch and just kind of looking around <laughs> He's outside. He's like messing with a plant or like, you know, like a 
think with the irrigation system, he's just out there for like three and a half hours. Yeah, Skunk would probably be a good bartender, telling tales and whatnot. Although I could see him as like a lifeguard. A good one? No, just, I mean, I don't think they're going to be good at any of these jobs. (laughs) Cappy, I'm having the hardest, I'm trying trying to visualize Cappy somewhere, and I don't know where. It's just middle management somewhere. <laughs> Give him an office. <laughs> he's the accountant. What's he I doing? Mean, he's managing. I'm sure they probably like have sailboats and watercraft and whatnot. Maybe you can you can put them out there in one of the one of the cabanas on the beach kind of deal, getting the ships ready. He's like a dock manager or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assistant right. dock manager. That feels right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Well, it's actually a good uh, segue for the screenplay. Yeah. So in the screenplay, exterior, the Waikiki coast the next day, the charred and battered filthy whore sails in toward the island. Waikiki looks vintage. Wait, wait. 19. Did you say charred? Charred. Yeah. When, when did that happen? Was there a fire? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt your screenplay reading. I know that's uh, not protocol. I know. I get I get really deep into character, so it's hard. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know if he's just using it kind of like as a general just beat up term or something. But mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah. a specific charred moment either. Apologize. Continue. Waikiki looks vintage 1960s travelogue. Hawaiian music plays as we see surfers and colorful sailboats. The fishing boat sticks out as the only dirty, ragged thing for miles. Exterior the deck. The fishermen, Nathaniel and Trina, stand on the deck and gape at the beautiful scenery. Skunk walks over and pats Nathaniel on the back. Skunk, we're here, little fish stick. You made it. Nathaniel seems melancholy. He stares at the shoreline with a look of sadness and doubt. Exterior of the pier, Waikiki, a short while later. The boat has docked. The fishermen and Trina get off and walk onto the pier. Nathaniel is the last one off the boat. He walks slowly and sadly onto the pier. Skunk. What's wrong, Pally? You look like a flounder that swallowed a bad piece of chum. Big Teddy. This ain't no time to drag your butt. You got it made now. Paps, I reckon you'll be eaten off of silver plates from here on out. Graybar, that's right. No more fish sticks and chocolate milk for our cabin boy. They all laugh and punch Nathaniel affectionately. Nathaniel, I was thinking, fellas, if I speak to my father, I'm sure he'll give you all jobs in the hotel and... Graybar, ah, come on now, squirt. We're just a bunch of old broken down fishermen. All we know how to do is fish. Nathaniel, and stink. Graybar, right. And uh, Scott, you'll see in this line how correct you were. Nathaniel, you could be bellhops or valet parkers or bartenders, whatever you want. Paps, I'm sure I could get you a hostess position in the cocktail lounge. (laughs) Right on, you knew it. The fishermen just smile at each other and say things like, "Aw, ain't he sweet? He's getting sentimental on us, etc. Graybar puts his arm around Nathaniel. Graybar, listen, little fish stick. It's sweet of you to offer us those things, but you can't speak for your daddy. And besides, we belong to the sea. 
we can't be beached too long or we'll dry up and rot like slugs that have been doused with pepper. Nathaniel, but I'm part of the sea too. I realize that now it courses through my veins, organs, and bladder, just as it does all of yours. Skunk, now don't be silly, champ. Your place is here with your daddy. You know that. You're a fancy lad, and you ought to be proud of it. That's it. Huh. Switcheroo on the uh, lines there. Yeah. It would be nice to have the have the shot of the ship actually coming into Hawaii. That would have been a fun little juxtaposition. Crap ass filthy whore like pulling into some dock filled with like fancy yachts and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Budget. Yeah, exactly. Blew it all on uh, Backtown at the beginning of the movie. Notably, this whole table scene happens not at a restaurant, but on the pier. Mm-hmm. Cappy calls Nathaniel little fish stick. <laughs> not in the movie. <laughs> uh, funniest missing line. <laughs> uh, so in the commentary, I would say I laughed the loudest I've laughed out loud in this little commentary bit than I have this entire time. They talk about this being the first week they shot. That's just how they scheduled it. It's supposed to be Hawaii. They talk about the bit that they put that in for Tim Burton. Chris and Adam both kind of get a chuckle about that, that they, you know, put it in for Tim Burton. That's when Chris also says we had our character. So here's the bit. Hmm. So Chris says, for the last scene that we shot first, we had our characters already down. And then Resnick is just like, well, what do you mean? And then he tries to, like, agree to him. It's just, I'm not going to be able to recreate it. You kind of got to listen to it. But Resnick's just like, yeah, like, tries to blow it off like he was paying attention. And then, like, a beat skips. And then he's like, what do you mean? And then he admits, I I stopped watching for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And then Chris Elliott just kind of, like, starts laughing and says, that's okay. (laughs) it's just like yeah it's it's all just very funny yeah it was good is this uh, i think i got a little caught up in the ridiculousness of that is mike Sachs asking adam like what what he's doing is that part of this minute yeah he starts the question i didn't really uh so mike Sachs goes in and says where are you going are you phasing into another reality he asks resnick and resnick's like oh you mean right now and then Sax's question kind of gets cut off, and we'll hear it in the next minute. He's like, like your mind when you watch this. And he's asking him something, but we don't get it in this minute. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that whole exchange is great. Adam's like, absolutely cannot be fucking bothered at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins the scene? This minute, I have Cappy winning the scene. I think he nails all his lines. There's no discomfort. There's no awkwardness. It just seems like he's he rolled into this and just really nailed it. I have Cappy as well. Uh, same reasons. You know that. You're a fancy lad. You ought to be proud of it. I do no- note, and I'm sorry, cabin boy community. Nathaniel, kind of wearing on me a little bit. Mm, interesting. Didn't really find it that humorous, and was kind of kind of sick of the shtick at this point. <laughs> you just it just just doesn't work for you. I don't know. It just I mean, if I'm being pressed, which I am, which is what your uh, your job is. <laughs> um, 
you know, I mean, just the, for instance, his line with the courses through my veins and through my bladder. It's just, it's just too, so we've heard this kind of thing like too many times already in the movie. I know that's his character and that's, you know, appropriately what he should be saying at this point. I'm just kind of tired of that same kind of joke is all I'm really saying. Wow. You're uh, getting into Adam's headspace a little bit, maybe. I, I did state a couple of minutes ago I don't care for the ending. Like I'm, I'm in territory that I, I just don't care for. There's nothing. I'm not looking forward to anything at this point. You know, there's no real great lines or great scenes or anything. Like, in my mind, Cabin Boy proper is over. And yeah. uh, maybe I, I'm carrying a little of that resentment. I want more. I want them to give me more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can understand. I can understand. I mean, I think we've previously characterized this as like the epilogue, right? Like we we reached the end of the story and this is kind of like, you know, a little coda to kind of wrap things up. And as you say, it's kind of, it flounders a little bit. (laughs) It's all filler, right? I mean, you know, none of this really, I mean, to put the story arc together, I guess this needed to happen. But if you're going to be that zany, again, I, I feel like this was a result of the studio executives not say it's not in the screenplay. It is in the screenplay. But what was also in the screenplay was this whole story arc that they cut out of the whole goddamn movie. You know, it's just yeah. not in there. And now they're going back to it again. And it just feels out of place. It's it's, you know, kind of the, the Wizard of Oz thing where they've mm-hmm. come back. You know, after being away on a fantastic journey, and it's it's such a letdown. And that's a great point, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the movie, that that was kind of how they were supposed to shoot it with Tim Burton, was these two separate kind of pieces where they would go into, like, the Hell's Bucket, quote-unquote, Oz, and then come back out of Oz. Mm-hmm. And that's how it feels now, but it's all falling flat in my mind because uh, the distinction wasn't made artfully. Well, I'm I'm sorry that uh, you have to focus your ire, your ire, which should be focused at the studio, upon Nathaniel. I mean, I'm not angry about it. I just <laughs> I just don't find it particularly fine. Between Cappy and him, I, I gave it to Cappy for those reasons. Understandable. Um, speaking of floundering, I didn't know who I wanted to give this scene to, so I was lazy and I defaulted to Nathaniel. Okay. You know, it was fine. But I did. Nobody, nobody particularly stood out to me. Um, although I'll give Cappy an honorable mention. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Any video game or theatrical production ideas? So I'm just going to jump in here because uh, it's based on what I was just uh, explaining with Nathaniel and the end of the movie in general. So the video game idea is that at this point. We double down on inane details, and I, in capital letters and underlined, I write, do not let the game end. So we okay. have all, all kinds of little, like, you know, you had the big mulligan battle, you expect that you beat at the game, and it's over, but you don't let them finish. You do not roll credits. You keep coming up with more idiotic shit that they have to do. It just gets more tedious as they go on. So, like, 
you know, in this scene, uh, just to, as an example, you know, you you have to stuff the rag in the duffel bag. <laughs> you, know, you maybe have to make the cocktails. You have to serve the cocktails. You know, then then when you serve the cocktail, you have to embody the little hula girl and jump off the glass and go do something. <laughs> you know, you just keep you keep doing more and more shit to push people over the edge. Wow. Does each one of these minigames has a, have its own custom controller? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> oh, I, I do have more. I'm sorry. You have to throw the lay on paps. You have to become salt and navigate through Nathaniel's veins. Become salt. You have to become sold. You have to work at the hotel as the boys until you get fired. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that's, I love it. It's like you take however long the whole prior part of the game is, you make this part the same length. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's all these horrible, stupid games. Exactly. Scott, please. Oh, shit. <laughs> Release us from this. <laughs> All right, I'll read you my video game idea. Uh, navigate a boat through the interior of Nathaniel. Explore Nathaniel's veins, organs, and finally the bladder with the crew of the filthy whore. In this new educational game for children, you'll learn the ins and outs of the digestive system, take quizzes of the nervous system, and run wild in the circulatory system. Get ready to set sail. Hmm. You already have a commercial. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. What's it called? Can I buy it? I don't have a I don't have a name yet. We can talk about it. Can I pre-order it? Ooh, sure. Shit. Let's get a Kickstarter going. <laughs> you raised seventeen million dollars. Wait, what's the name? This is a kid's book, and what's the name of the boat? <laughs> That's fantastic. I, you you guys you guys covered all the ground, man. It's excellent. Clearly, clearly the Nathaniel body exploration game necessity. <laughs> And not that I pre-wrote this down, but I guess the same thing would lend itself to the theatrical production, where I guess you just keep going until, like, there's, there's a complete, like, revolt in the audience. <laughs> Started tearing the chairs up. That old lady made a shiv. <laughs> she pulled it out of the pocket protector seat. <laughs> Gags per minute. I got uh, seven. Mm. Seven. Nothing wrong with that. Number one. This ain't no time to drag your ass. Number two. I guess you'll be eating off of silver slippers. Number three. No more fish sticks and chocolate milk for our cabin boy. Number four. I'm sure my daddy would give you all jobs at the hotel. Number five. And stink. For six. And through my bladder. Okay. I have a GPM of eight. Number one, nothing wrong with that. Number two, dragging your ass. Number three, silver slippers. Number four, no more fish sticks. Five, them all laughing at the jobs of the hotel bit. Number six, and stink. Number seven, through my bladder. And number eight, you know that. You're a fancy lad. Mm-hmm. 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 I had GPM this week of seven. Nothing wrong with that. Number one. Number two. Drag ass. Number three. Silver slippers. 
Number four, stink. Number five, courses through my bladder. Number six, the eyebrow from Big Teddy after the courses through my bladder line. And number seven, you're a fancy lad and you ought to be proud of it. You know that. We do know that. Brian, you had GPM this week of eight. Scott, you had GPM this week of seven. I also had a GPM this week of seven. That gives us an average number of gags for this minute of 7.3. Scott, you and I win gags per minute this week. We win a tiki mug. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like oh. it. I want a tiki mug. We, we, we'll have to share it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems somewhat like the GPM department is getting back on track. Is, uh, is that correct? A little we, bit. We have little to bit. share a mug. Well, you're sharing a presumably a $10 mug as opposed to like a $2 nail clipper. So. <laughs> So what, what we're going to do, we planned for this possibility, two straws. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any accoutrements, a little orange uh, decoration? Or... An umbrella? Yeah, it, it comes with a little umbrella. A little umbrella, too. Oh, good. Congratulations uh, to you both. Thanks. Thank you. I look forward to many an Instagram pic with you both <laughs> sipping out of your tiki mug. <laughs> In unison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funny, not funny. 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 Not funny. Should have tried all these ones out at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good move. Go back and re-edit all the podcast episodes with different funny, not funny opens. <laughs> Every week, switch them out on each episode. Reasonable. I went with not funny. wasn't wasn't funny. Just generally didn't laugh. It was amusing lines here and there, but generally not funny. Agreed. Agreed. That's not funny. Honestly, the only thing, the two things that made me laugh in this minute were uh, Big Teddy's eyebrow and uh, Adam Resnick dissociating from reality. Yes, I also had not funny. Uh, as previously stated, I believe that this was a lost opportunity. And that's it. It's just not funny. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing more to say. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 72. We'll see you next week on Cabin Boy Minute 73. Adios. Bye-bye. again for joining us on cabin boy minute please help spread the word tell your friends about us and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action details on how to support the pod or leave us a message or find us on twitter at at cabin boy minute we look forward to joining you again next week bon voyage